This is a message that was recorded at Word of Life, a London City Church in Lewisham, London. May God bless you as you listen. something about Every morning, and made the plant offering in order of it, 
and he shall burn it on the top of the peace offering. And verse 13 now says, a fire shall always be burning on the altar. It shall never go out. Amen. I don't believe that when we receive the Holy Spirit from God, God ever wanted to be punished. Amen. Hallelujah. It's interesting because when you look at first Thessalonians 5, I think from verse 16, it says, Rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. Giving thanks to God. Okay? And then by the time you get to I think verse 18, it says, Do not quench the spirit. So you ask yourself, why was why did he say that? So there's a constant, which is every morning praise, every morning thanksgiving, every morning rejoicing that is required in the life of a believer. <laughs> Amen. And that keeps the fire burning. But I want to go into something that I want us to note. When you look, it's very important for us to know that the daily bond offering at the altar is pleasing to God. It honors God's holiness and invited His presence. And what that fire did, it also was a constant reminder of God's presence. The priests were to keep the fire burning. They were to keep it burning every morning. Amen. And I want to quickly show you something. Because when you look at that scripture, it actually says, keep the priest. That was the instruction that was given. So that was what God said. Now, take me into the picture of the tabernacle. I'm not going to go too much into it, but I want you to understand that the tabernacle had three sections, and those three sections there were only two that were veiled. Okay, and the two that were veiled were the two that separated the outer court from the holy place. And the holy place from the holy of holies. Amen. And the holy place, the outer court, was where the priest will come and they will sacrifice the, the, the lamb, okay, and the blood will be passed on to the high priest. The, the, the priest will only go into the holy place. The only person that went into the holy of holies was the high priest. And it only went in once a year. And that once a year was after he had sacrificed or atoned for his own sins and the sins of the people. So what happened in the remainder of the year? Are you getting me? Now, while the tabernacle stood, it was only the high priest that had access into the holy of holies. And this was the only one place where the presence of God was. The veil from this view, from this view, from Christ Jesus. It was torn from top to bottom. And you will ask me, why was the veil turned from top to bottom? The veil was turned from the top to the bottom so that Every believer will have access into the presence of God. Are you getting it? Let me quickly read it for you in Matthew 27. 
Matthew 27, verse 50 to 51. And Jesus cried out again with a loud voice and yielded the Spirit. Then behold, the veil of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom. And the earth died. Hallelujah. The rending of that veil gave every believer access into the kingdom. I'm coming to I'm coming somewhere. Remember, I said to you that the book of Leviticus says if only the priests they were to come to the isn't that so? That was the instruction. That every day morning of the wood of the altar was to be drawn by the priest. And this was the heartbeat. This was something that we look forward to. And also, what I want you to understand is that the priests were from a Levitical family. No one else. The priests were chosen. Not anybody will go into that place. And the Bible also said that they, they, they were not to have any defects. Are you getting me? Now, where am I coming to? I want to come to a place where we all need to understand. Now, when that veil was removed, you and I have access into that place because of the priesthood of all believers. For a while, I argued about that, about the priesthood of all believers. It was like I was always trying to get my head right until I began to read scripture. And Pastor Palak already read that scripture today. When you look at First Peter 2, 4 to 9, it says, Coming to him after a living stone. Rejected indeed by men, but chosen by God and precious. Now, verse 5 is where you need to know. It says, You also, as living stones, have been built up a spiritual house. Guess what? The Holy Amen. To do what? To offer spiritual sacrifices. We did not say physical sacrifice. What does he say there? Spiritual. Amen. Who is the living stone? Jesus is the living stone. Jesus is the stone that was rejected and now has become the chief cornerstone. And we also are living stones that are coming together, being built up. Because God is building a kingdom. A kingdom that will never be overthrown. Remember what I shared with you in last week. That Jesus all through his messages only spoke about the kingdom. He spoke about all the things. But the kingdom was predominant in his preaching. We are living stones. Have you ever seen yourself as a living stone? And we're not talking about material stone. We're talking about a stone that is built by God that is coming into fusion with the Son of God. Hallelujah. You are a living stone. Also, 
what we see here, God calls us a holy priesthood. And remember what I said to you in the Old Testament. You have to be from the physical line for you to become a priest. But now, we are holy priesthood. That's who we are. The priests were chosen for a special purpose to serve God. We have been chosen. Listen to what it says in verse 9. For you, are you listening? You are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, his own special people, that you may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous life. Just as a priest was set apart, you've been chosen, you've been set apart, you and I, we have no defect. We are blameless before God because of the blood of Jesus. Amen. I just want to give you an illustration. When Brad George was doing the, the communion, he just said something. Because I didn't go into much of what I needed to talk to you about the tabernacle. But the first veil had to be taken off. They have to go to the place where you have a few things. Take the thing. I can fix this thing. Now, the next place they needed to go to, the high priest needed to go was where you And he had to go in by there. Why can't we open this second layer? We are on to the place where you have the blood. Am I right? I've had to do things all my life. Especially in pleasing God. We didn't have to do that. This is what you need to remember. It was a high When Mary saw Jesus, and Mary was going to hold on to Jesus, Jesus said, I'm not sure myself yet, but I want to be a There's two things there. Jesus was the last priest. And as a high priest, after the order of Melchizedek, the blood needed to be presented. And because he had not shown himself, he had not presented the blood as a high priest, Mary could not believe. But after he had done that, now we have access. Because the high priest has gone in, we the priests can go in. And that's why when the book of Leviticus 6 says that the priest must keep the fire burning, we are the priests in the new dispensation who are meant to keep the fire burning. Now you can check this out. 
in 2022. Hallelujah. Because of time, there are scriptures I want to read for you, but I can't. But one of the things I want to show you is that the Bible says in, 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 uh, in Matthew 3 11, and this was Jesus saying to the, to, 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 to the people, He says, I baptize you with water for repentance, but actually will come one more powerful than I, whose standards are not worthy to carry. He will baptize you with what? The Holy Spirit and with fire. And that fire is what we must keep burning. In Luke 3 16, he says, And John answered all of them, I baptize you with fire, but one more powerful than I will come. The struggle of whose standards are not worthy to untie. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with what? Fire. This fire we have received, we cannot afford to let it go. Amen. Not only are we to keep the fire of God burning on the altar of our own hearts, we should also instruct other people to burn you know what Jesus tells us in the book of Matthew 24, 10 to 12? As we look at the, as we look at the, the season we're in, he says in verse 10, and that many will be offended. So many people have been offended. Many will betray one another and will hate one another. There are many false prophets who rise up and deceive men. And because lawlessness will abound, is the love of many The love of many will go. The fire will go out. People of God, we are approaching that day. And I believe that that's why God is saying to us, keep the fire burning. Have I ever realized that the most important way to keep the fire of God burning in our hearts is to daily communion? And I 
can tell you that the experience we call the
or you're trying to get up, you're trying to get up from work, and everything around you falls apart, and you're saying, no, I'm not praising God. The Bible says praise it. It says thank it. It says in everything. It says it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know, sometimes you have a family member who is ill, who is on the bed, and we are going, oh, I've learned something. So praise God. There used to be a song a long time ago. It is a good thing to praise him. It is a good thing. you remember those? Oh, it's a song that when the enemy is throwing things at you, and he says, Lord, even in this, I will praise you. Amen. Amen. And the more you praise him, the more joy is released in your heart. The more you praise him, the more you see God's victory. Hallelujah. Psalm 144, verse 1 to 2. This is one of my favorite scriptures I read sometimes. It says, Blessed be the Lord, my rock. Guess what? Who trains my hands for war and my fingers for battle. Oh, hallelujah. My loving kindness are my fortress, my high tower, and my deliverer, my shield, and the one in whom I take refuge, who subdues people around me. I can get it. The one who trains my finger to war, to battle. Because when you're praising God, you might not understand it, you might not know it, you just see the, 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 this, this strength comes from the inside. the fire. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Number three, worship. We cannot afford not to worship God on a daily basis. We were created to worship. Amen. And you know what worship is? When you look at the Hebrew meaning, the Greek meaning of worship is the word "apostolia," which is to fall down and to prostrate. And when you look in the Book of Revelation, it says the principal elders did it. What that means is that we will escape from We can do everything to delight everyone else, but the one person is your God. Delight yourself in the Lord. And you will. That's your favorite scripture. 
Stand on your feet and just begin to worship Him. 
If you have been blessed by this message, please don't hesitate to contact us at www.wordoflife-lcc.org. And remember, God loves you.